There are shirts and stickers for sale to benefit the LaGrange Food Bank at heylagrange.bigcartel.com. All profits go to the food bank local to LaGrange, Georgia. That's at heylagrange.bigcartel.com. That's heylagrange.bigcartel.com. Hey, LaGrange. I'm Earl Gordon Barnett, and you're listening to the only podcast about LaGrange, Georgia. If you're new to the show, my story, what this podcast is all about and why I do this, can be found in the first episode. Otherwise, feel free to peruse the archive and see a variety of interviews I've done with the people of LaGrange. If you're interested in being interviewed, reach out to me at earlgbarnett at gmail.com. This week, I decided to get political. For the next few weeks, I will be interviewing political candidates running for public office in and around LaGrange. Each week, the podcast will focus on a different political candidate and do a bit of what makes them tick. To that end, I've invited Farrell Belair to speak with me for this week's interview. He sat down and spoke with me for about 30 minutes. Our conversation went through the usual topics you'd expect someone for running for public office. We also spent some time talking about farming and his real estate ventures, advice for public op- for future farmers, and real estate developers, as well as the best cut of, cut of steak. You have to listen to the whole interview if you want to know the answer we agree upon, though. Overall, and I feel like I say this every week, the interview was a lot of fun, and it seemed like it was over as just as soon as it had begun. So I'll get to the interview so you can hear more about Farrell Blair candidate for school board in district two of troop county i'm here with Farrell blair of school board he's running for school board um representative so how are you doing Farrell? doing great how are you doing this afternoon i'm doing wonderful um so can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing in running for school board can you tell us a bit about motivations why you're yeah tell us fill us in absolutely I've been involved in the school board. My mother was on the school board back in the early 2000s. Um, then myself, after I got out of school, which I graduated from Toop High School in 1983, uh, since my children started, I uh, really got more involved. Uh, they both graduated now, and I found out that I, I loved it so much. I, I stayed involved at, both as a business partner and as a volunteer, uh, my wife and I both. Um, now both of my children are graduated from college, and so um, I just I saw that we are at a tipping point. Um, felt like it was a great time to continue to move forward, and I wanted to jump in and um, and help move in that direction. What do you see as the things that can be corrected in the school board? You got that much time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was joking. There's a lot of good things going on there. Obviously, in any any business, any operation that's that size, there's there's things that can be improved on. Um, and I think the current school um, superintendent, uh, Dr. Shoemate, is is moving in that direction. Of course, he got he got thrown a curveball with this COVID, and that has slowed some things down. But um, I think he's moving in that direction. Obviously, finances are important, always important in business. Um, but more importantly, is is the kids and my goal is to reach out to the community and have the community get involved. I just believe that once the community takes ownership of its school and, and takes a responsibility for educating every child, 
then that's when things really start to roll and really things start to take off and you start seeing excellence. Okay. Outstanding. So what led you to pursue um, a position in the school board? Like I said, I've been very involved and um, um, Kirk Hancock and I were friends, been friends for a long time. His son and I are really close friends. And so when he decided he was not going to run, um, I saw the, the, the opposition and, and the, the things that they wanted to do. And I didn't feel like that was the, the best direction for the school to go in. I felt like a lot of children were um, not going to get their needs met if went in that direction. And so I said, it's, it's time for me to jump in and uh, do what I believe in and get the community involved. And what do you think is unique about you personally, specifically? that has helped make you makes you the best candidate i've been here all my life i've got relationships here in the in the county in the city and all branches of government um i've got friends in the business community from small businesses to large businesses to businesses that used to be small that are now large um and then with the in the rosemont area my mother went to rosemont when it was a high school that's where she graduated from i went there myself both of my children went there I've got a lot of deep ties in the community, and I've already established those relationships, so I don't have to start um, doing that. I can start moving forward from day one. So what advice would you like to give someone pursuing a career similar to yours? Well, I've got two careers. The first one is I'm a rancher, um, and I'm very interested in agriculture. That's one thing I want to bring back to the school system is, is an interest in agriculture. Agriculture jobs have been rated as one of the top 20 jobs um, for the next 20 years. And it's because so many older people are getting out of it. We don't have the new pe newer people coming in that are interested in it. It's something we have to have. It's the only way we can eat. Um, and it's something that, that keeps our strength as a nation is being able to grow our own food. We do that on smaller and smaller um, acreages. And that takes not only you know smart ranchers and farmers, but it also takes a lot of research and science, um, crop sciences, that sort of thing. We're continually we're continually improving. So, if you want to be a farmer, I would say go to a to go to a school uh, that specializes in agriculture, get some experience on a farm, um, and then um, then when you get out, you'll be ready to rock and roll. From a real estate investor, I think that um, I think you should go to school. You should um, focus on your on your economics. Um, and then also work with somebody, you know, volunteer, whether that be an internship or just a volunteership, and get into with some um, uh, entrepreneurs that are, that are doing that. And you really can get a, a good base in, in what it takes to invest in real estate and be successful at it. Outstanding. Great advice. And let's talk about motivation. What motivates you? Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know I'll never get there, but um, but every day, you know, when you do something and it's right and it's a little better than the day before, then you get you get satisfaction out of that. So every day I wake up, I expect to do a little better than I did yesterday. Okay. Well, that's kind of, yeah, it's a good thing to have. It can be frustrating sometimes because you know, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm really driven. So it, it takes a, it takes a toll on you sometimes when you're stressed and you're, and you've got that kind of drive and things don't go well, then you really push yourself hard. So, so yeah, it can be stressful at times to having that, that mind, mindset. So what are some of the best resources that have helped you along the way? Oh, people in the community, 
um, pastors, um, and, and everybody. I, I tell my children that there's nobody in this world that you will ever meet that doesn't know something that you don't know. And so every person you run into and every person you talk to, you know, listen to what they have to say. It doesn't matter what, what walk of life they come from, where they are, where their standing is now. Uh, you know, every person knows something that you don't know, and there's something there for you to learn. What is one common myth about you um, that you'd like to debunk um, as you're running for school board? I think the most common myth is that uh, I've been labeled as just a farmer. Uh, and first off, I'm not. We're also a real estate investor and been very successful at that for many years. Um, but as a farmer, I think people don't recognize the the intensity and the amount of knowledge that's needed, everything from science to economics to to animal husbandry to, you know, genetics to um, being an employer um, and um, mechanical, so much of the equipment. You know, there's so much involved. Um, not only is their cattle, they're raised, their cows, their animals are living beings, but um, they're also there's also a market. They're also a commodity. And that creates a lot of, um, that creates a lot of economics um, in there that, uh, that you have to understand and be aware of. And, and people don't understand that that part of farming is very important. What would you say has been the happiest day of your career so far? Today, talking to you. <laughs> 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 you give me far too yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> time to sugar you up a little bit. But um, <clears throat> now there's um, I really do, I really do believe that. There's been some awesome days, and there's been some days that were really bad at the time. But you realize that those days were awesome too because of what you learned from them. You know, and, and every day just gets better. You just like I said, you're striving for perfection, and so every day should be better than the last. I'm an optimist, and um, so. I'm always, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow because of what I learned today. Um, excluding parents and spouse, who are three people you've been the most influential to you? Um, Bobby Robinson is one. Bobby was, um, was a preacher at Unity Baptist Church when I got back involved in, in the church as a young adult. And um, he just had such an impact on my life. And he was just such a, such a solid guy on top of being a preacher and you couldn't help but have respect for him not just in what he knew but in what he understood and, and his love that poured out of him um so preacher bobby had a has had a big impact on me um the next pro next person is probably um probably gerald kemp uh, mr gerald okay. grew up with uh with chris and jeff and brent um, and we've been friends ever since. Uh, um, and Mr. Gerald and Ms. Wanda have, um, have had a huge impact on my life, just in, in their love and, um, and compassion for not just me, but for, for everybody. And that's really taught me a lot about, um, about how to live my life as an adult and how to, you know, live what you, what you preach. And, um, and so, so Mr. Gerald is certainly one of them. And then the other is probably, and, and he's going to laugh about this, <laughs> but uh, my friend Rob Upchurch. You know, Rob and I have been friends for a long time, and um, and he obviously does real estate. And um, so we, 
we bantered back and forth between us about about real estate and you know in the future and um the the technicalities and things and uh and so just him uh just being able to play devil's advocate back and forth with rob and his with his amount of knowledge and intelligence that uh, it's, it's caused me to grow and think about some of the things that I believed um, about real estate. Some of them, I still think he's wrong, but uh, we'll figure out that one day, but um, he is right a lot of times. And so just that uh, being able to play off of one another um, has been, a, has had a big impact on me. Outstanding. Okay. Now this wasn't on the list of approved <laughs> questions, but, but you received an endorsement from the mayor of LaGrange yeah. a couple of weeks back. Um, can you talk to me a bit about yeah, that? Yeah, I've known Jim for many years, and you know, and I, and I guess I've been criticized for connections, but I've been here all my life, and I've known Jim for a long time. And um, Jim's a Jim's a good friend. Um, I was I was really surprised. I didn't I didn't ask for it. I uh, didn't expect it. Um, he called me one morning and um, and said he would like to do that. And uh, ask if it would would be okay with me, and I, of course, my answer was absolutely. I was I was honored, and I was you know, I was humbled by it. Jim's Jim's a very smart man, uh, and Jim's done a lot for this community, um, both in ways of, that you can see um, visibly, and in ways that you can't um, unless you're really looking. And um, and so, yeah, that meant a lot to me that, that Jim would come out and, and endorse me. And it was a Halloween endorsement. Yeah, I, know. I had to listen to it twice. Make sure you're talking about me, <laughs> but no, I've known Jim for a long time, and and then um, through real estate too. But then uh, on personal on personal side, and, and Jim's a Jim's a good guy. Okay, uh, last question in this section: um, Where do you see yourself in four years? I hope. I usually ask it. I usually ask where do you see yourself in five years, but in this case, I specifically tailored it back to four years. Hopefully watching the school system take off because I'll be um, three and a half, four years from uh, being elected on school board. Um, and most of my platform is community based. It's from the community inside. So it's not something that I have to wait to be sworn in to go do. Uh, I could actually start working on my platform on July the 10th. So in four years from now, I hope to start seeing the fruits of some of that and see this community really wrapping its arms around the, um, the education system and, the, and the, the schools as a whole and the children as a whole and start seeing that come together. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, LaGrange has official merch. We're selling a cool coffee mug and a hot tea. And we're even selling a fundraising tea to support the LaGrange Food Bank. Check it out at haylagrange.bigcartel.com. That's haylagrange.bigcartel.com. And get you some today. Use code PODCAST for 10% off at checkout. I just want to take a second to let you know I've launched a Patreon page for the Hey LaGrange podcast. There's four levels of support that you can subscribe at, ranging from $4 as just a pat on the back. Think of it as buying me a coffee once a month for a job well done, to becoming an executive producer and getting your name included in the podcast for a larger contribution. 
There's also a sponsorship option where you can subscribe for $100 a month and I'll add your cause to my ads every week. Those spots are limited though, so you better grab them while they're hot. Go to www.patreon.com backslash Lagrange and sign up to support the podcast today. And as always, thank you. And now back to the show. Lagrange questions. So you mentioned that you were born and raised in Lagrange, so you didn't actually move to Lagrange. That's correct. Correct. All right. So, what was the story behind growing up here instead of moving here? You grew up here, so what's the story behind growing up here? Oh gosh, I was you know I always grew up out in the country, um, and so the thing I remember most when I was little is there was nobody around to play with, um, and so we, it was a hard time to try to find somebody to play with. You, know, you had to play with your sister or, or be creative and play on your own, which I did more of playing on my own because my sister she was older than me and I was the pesky little brother so um so she didn't like play with me because I was kind of mean too but um but yeah you know I learned I learned how to be creative and to to use my hands and to do things um because there was there was not anybody to play with now as I look where I grew up you know there's just a new sub there's a new subdivision right there next to it and then even where I live now which is just a mile down the road from where I originally grew up um, you know, it's growing up around us, and it's great, and it's it's good to see people get, you know, falling in love with LaGrange as a whole, not just this Rosemont area, but um, with, with LaGrange as a whole, and it excites me to see new people moving here. Okay. So, what's your favorite story about living in LaGrange? I can't share, I can't share the best it. ones. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell you those. <laughs> no, you know, I guess it's probably um, – yeah, and I thought I thought about this, and I thought I had a good answer. Um, I don't know. It, it it has to be the people. You know, I think the best thing about living here is that, um, and growing up here, is that there's a connection. And um, used to we kind of knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody. It's not so much anymore. But now, when you see somebody in Lagrange, there's still that connection, and you can still feel that even when you meet somebody for the first time. You've never met them before. Maybe they hadn't been here that long, or maybe they have been. You just hadn't run into them. Um, there's always there's always seems to be a pride um, about this place um, that I like. That's a really good answer, actually. I didn't practice. That was not what I had wrote down. And what's the highest point of living in the Grange? I think probably as I was a young parent, parent of young children, uh, and my wife and I were we're really involved with a lot of other, a lot of other young parents and that had, had young children. Um, there was a lot of them that were born about the same time. And, uh, that made it really great for, for my children because they have a lot of people to play with and I like what I grew up with. And, uh, you know, but, but mm-hmm. going to church with those, those people and, um, and watching our kids grow up together, um, being part of their learning environment, you know, whether it be in church or in, you know, coaching every sport, I think I coached everyone. Even coach soccer, know nothing about soccer, but uh, kids had fun and I did too watching them. So they don't think they learned anything. But um, but yeah, that that part of it I think is is was um, probably one of the high times for me. My son um, played tried to play soccer in what little time they got. I think he got two practices in before the coronavirus hit, and they tried to get me to coach soccer. And, How old is he? Yeah. Uh, four. He's five now. He's it's funny to watch. 
it's 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 funny to watch those little kids run around because they have no idea. And of course, I knew nothing, so I couldn't really teach. Them. Of course, I don't think anybody at that age. I think it's just more for fun, you know, let them enjoy it. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it wasn't real productive. Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to skip over nineteen? Most people do, but most Charles trying time while living in the Grange. No, I'll take it. Okay. Most trying time while living in the Grange. I think the most trying time was um, right after right after my college years when I was back here and I really hadn't decided exactly what I was want was going to do, um, and there was not as many opportunities then as there are now for young people to, to get involved in careers. And um, that's one thing that I think has really changed now uh, with young people. There are more opportunities and I hope we can continue to expand those opportunities um, through the school system and uh, have the students explore different, um, different fields of study, different careers, that they can really find their passion. I'm lucky I did. I found my passion. But there was a few years there where I really wasn't sure. And um, that was probably the most trying time was just, just having that lack of direction. And I believe that we can expose kids to different mm-hmm. careers, you know, at an early age, that they'll find something that they, one, love and want to do, and two, they have the gifts and talents mm-hmm. to be great at. All right. Change yeah. of speed. Um, what's your favorite spot or place in LaGrange? Doesn't matter your restaurant, favorite spot or place. Um, I don't know. I'm still finding new spots. Um, you know, there's there's creeks. You know that 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 I have fond memories of. That um, you know the old bridge on Salem Road, and um, you know, and even downtown. You know, behind the old, old buildings and stuff, you find stuff. We bought a building um, in the downtown area just a few years ago we were doing some work and I, I found some old spark plugs um, that were like from the twenties or so. And um, so I got to do some research and there was actually a garage there about that time. Um, it's just right off the square. And so I find all that stuff interesting. And uh, someone just shared a picture that right in that area, there used to be a um, actually a butcher shop, a meat processing facility. And they had the, you know, the bones piled up. It was right downtown. So I find a lot, a lot of that stuff interesting to wow. go back and stand in the place where a lot of this stuff happened. That's crazy. Huh. Um, the most original answer I have ever received <laughs> to this question is uh-huh. um, I've still not gotten to recreate it because my kids all go to sleep way too early is um, – after dark, going to the top of the um, parking garage that was just built uh-huh. behind the hotel uh-huh. off the square and looking out off the top of the um, parking garage over the city. After dark? And looking. Yeah. I've, I've never been up there, I guess. I never. I've been in that parking garage after dark, but I never really went to the top and never really paid any attention. That'd be neat. I'm going to try that. Yeah. It, I've yeah. not done it either. It's yeah. it seems so simple, but it just yeah, yeah. That's right. The money. That's right. But you know that's one thing, Nate. You know, as you look at the and the have you? I guess you started seeing the uh, the Facebook page, the um, Troop County, the Grand Troop County history page. I love some of the old pictures they show on there. And then you go downtown and you try to envision 
you know, what it was like then. And, and, you know, a lot of those old buildings are still there and, um, it's, it, that, you know, that's neat. I think that's really cool to be able to, you know, stand in the spot where all this stuff happened. You see these pictures from a hundred years ago. Yeah. yeah compared yeah. to what was to what is. And more than you think it's the same. Yeah. The, the, um, development yeah. authority has done a great job in right. maintaining, maintaining right. the look of the square, right. the, right. Stri- the main street. All right. What's your favorite to go order? Because, well, actually, I think the I think the restaurants are now open back up, but we'll leave to to go order at your favorite restaurant or bar. I have to give a shameless plug. Um, That's okay. The, <laughs> I don't have plugs. Uh, the LJL Ranch Burger at Marisol. They they use our beef to okay. to make their hamburgers, and so yeah, so that's. I like to get that when I go. You know, we eat it all the time, but Devin does such a, a good job uh, preparing it and putting the fixings on it. That, uh, and of course, you got to get those French fries. Um, I enjoy going to it, and it's been special. We actually got to go down there for my mother's birthday. She's eighty-five. This was a couple of years ago, and um, she got to order some of our own beef off of the menu at Marisol. And that was a we had some family come, and that was a special special time for us it was a roast it wasn't ground beef but that that would made it really special all right um and what's your favorite thing about living in or around the ground i think it's close but not too close to a lot of things um you know if you want to go you know there, there's some neat things in columbus happen sometimes neat things in auburn um even though they haven't completely banned me from there yet because i always wear my red and black but um, you know, and then some, you know, there are there are some neat things down there. I know Auburn, Opelika area, um, somewhere with Noonan and you know Atlanta. You can go. You still have access to some things, but uh, they're not right up under you all the time. Okay. Last question in the section: What's the hidden gem in Lagrange that Man. no one else knows about? I don't know. Oh, well, there's some okay. people know about it, but it's gone now. There used to be in the old Newman um, construction building that's behind what's the health department now. Um, now it's Ideal Electric. In the bottom of that building is a creek that runs under that under that building, and there used to be a, a steam engine that powered the uh, cabinet shop that was for Newman construction down there. And it's been, it's been removed now and, and um, it's been preserved somewhere. But, uh, but I remember the first time I, I found that down there, I thought that was so cool. And I spent about an hour just looking to see how everything worked, but that was, yeah. That's crazy. Had a big flywheel on it. It was, you know, it was run off of steam. That's <laughs> that qualifies as a hidden gem. Right, it's gone, it it's, it's it gone but you know, the creek still runs under that building. So, Random questions for fun. What are you most excited about right now? Um, the schools, obviously. It's, um, you know, I think we've got, we've gotten a, a really good superintendent in here and he's really excited and he's real knowledgeable um, about how to turn schools around and about the things that in talking with him that, he believes that I believe fit our, our community, um, to a T he believes in community involvement and, um, he believes in open, openness, openness and transparency. And, um, 
you know, you can do both. You can you can move forward. You can be open, transparent, and if you can get the community involved, I think that's just that's just a tipping point. You know, not just from a perspective of um, of the kids that are getting getting left out because they're they're not getting access to to learning or kids that come from troubled environments that that need um, that need a lift up, but also from from the kids that that want to take it to the next level, the kids that, you know, that are in the, in the AP classes, in the chemistries and calculuses and, and things, you know, I think they can be inspired too. And we can inspire the teachers as well from the outside. You know, there's people from all those professions that are right here in LaGrange and we need to plug those into those kids and, um, and inspire them and inspire the teachers too, uh, to, to help guide them and help, help motivate them. So, yeah, I'm excited about the schools. Okay. Not to be excited about. When you look at it right, there is. If you could be a superhero, what power would you Here's possess? Here's going to be another one of those unique answers. First time ever. The power <laughs> of relaxation. <laughs> you know, I would love to be able to do it myself sometimes. Like I said, I'm very driven and very motivated. And so I'm always go, go, go. And sometimes... Um, I had some health issues a few years ago. I've had multiple shoulder surgeries and, um, and I learned that when, that when you start getting stressed, that the pain actually increases. And so I've learned some, how to, how to go into that relaxation mode, even if it's only for a few minutes and, and get that under control. But you know, we all need that. I mean, you know, we go in, you're going, you're standing in line at a, at a Walmart or wherever, and everybody's all tense, everybody's all in a hurry, and you want to just be able to zap them and, and everybody chill out. And it would, you know, and let's, let's chill out for a minute and look at the good things, look at the positives, and look at what's really important, not that it's taking you know, extra 30 seconds in line somewhere. Okay. <laughs> That's a first for the show. Thank you. It's a good one, though. I don't know what kind of suit I would wear. <laughs> we save that for a fashion podcast. We save that for a fashion podcast. All right, rock, country, hip hop. Which you for prefer? a man that lives in the middle of a cow pasture, you would be surprised, but I prefer rock. Okay, I had to add the hip hop just in case. I no, didn't think that you. No, wanted, I mean I listen to it sometimes. I listen to a lot case. of different music, different times different things, different occasions. Yeah. I'm not against it, but I prefer rock. You can ask me the next one too. Okay. Yeah. Favorite musical artist? Uh, the Almond Brothers, all time favorite. But um, I have recently gone back to my, my Athens roots and I have been listening to Love Tractor quite a bit. Um, and then my children and some of their friends have introduced me to Oak Crow Medicine Show. So I have a wide range of music, you know, ah. white stripes, you know, I mean, it gets, it gets out there. I, I have a pretty eclectic taste in music, but I love the Crow Medicine there's, Show. There's some really other good. bands that play on that playlist and it's, it's awesome. What's your favorite food? I love steak. Mm. What's your favorite kind um, of steak? I like a ribeye. Um, yeah, I like I like ribeye. I like bone-in ribeye because it's uh it's, it's got a good amount of fat, which gives it a good bit of flavor. You know, if you if I'm looking for something that's you know got a little less fat in it, probably the, the New York strip. You know, or even a good sirloin, but it's got to be a good one. 
how do you like it cooked? See, my wife medium rare. My wife wants as little fat as possible yeah, and yeah. as much burn as possible. She, yeah, try the try the crazy. sirloin. If you get a good a good cut of sirloin, it still needs some fat in it because if not, it's gonna get real tough. Um, oh, she wants oh, oh, she wants it tough, and she smothers it. Heart. She smothers it. A one. I just keep working. Keep working on her. Yeah, Mine used to be I, that way. She's I gotten she'll take a little pink in it now. Yeah, I just cut up a yeah. rump roast. I cut up a rump roast the other day and yeah. I put it in the freezer and I burn it to death and just fire a big <laughs> jar of A1 and uh, I gave up all Maybe her taste buds will change. But, uh, you know, a lot of times people that have that fear, it's not the not that it's not the taste, that, but it's the fear of it not being cooked that was ingrained in them as a child. And if you if you buy that and it's a good quality cut and it's been handled properly – the chance of that goes way down. So that may relieve her fear a little bit. If you buy something that is, I'll say some meat, but either way, if you buy something for somebody that's local and it hasn't been washed this in a, in a vat in a big, Mm. huge factory, then the, the chance of that is much slimmer of getting something from that. So a lot of people, cause you, your parents tell you, no, you can't eat that cause I don't want you to get sick from it, but there's nothing inherently bad Mm. in raw meat. You can eat raw meat. <laughs> see if it works. Okay, I'll see. I'll, I'll see what she says. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not holding the hope though. But yeah, we'll see what she says. <laughs> All right, favorite sweet beverage. tea. I think now we always drank it uh, growing up. It was you know had sweet tea every night, every every lunch. Um, don't drink it as much now because I, I drink more water. And, try to watch my weight a little bit better but um but i still like sweet tea uh, i prefer it um other than sweet tea probably a really good bourbon if you didn't do this job or these two jobs or these three jobs what would you if i had to work and still have another job i would love to be a pilot that's something i had always dreamed of and had some opportunities to do it and just things got in the way um i did have my my private pilot's license um, until I went through my, my health issues and my arm doesn't move, so I can't really fly that much. But um, so if I had to work at another job, that's it would probably be a pilot. Um, if I didn't have to work okay. and I had to got to do something else, it would probably be sailing, be out away in, okay. in the breeze and quiet. And that would be it. Do kind I have the theme of travel? Yeah, <laughs> it used Come to be. Of travel. Yeah, you're right, right. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure to um, talk to you. My family. I should have asked you, but didn't. I mentioned, I mentioned oh, my wife. Okay. My wife is Tracy Rayleigh Blair. Um, and uh, then my son is Hutch Blair. My daughter is Harrison Blair. My son just graduated from Point, and he, he hopes to be a teacher and soon. And then my daughter will be attending law school at Mercer. Ooh, that's yeah, yeah. Quite yeah they're both they're both smart kids. They just uh, and that's one thing I've really learned. You know, when I talk about children having their passions, you know, we, we naturally as parents push our children whether whether we intend to do it or not. Um, it just happens. We we push our children in certain directions, um, and it's hard not to. There's nothing wrong with it. You're just trying to do what you think is best, but um, you have to let them explore their passions and figure it out on their own, and they will. Um, you know, we've all made mistakes and 
-hmm. we could look back and go, dang, I probably shouldn't have pushed in that direction because that's really not where his gifts were or his, his passions were, you know, or, or hers. And so, um, yeah, so I learned, I learned from my children. All right. Well, where can I listen to you <laughs> other than yeah, the I can box. definitely do it there. Um, I have a Facebook page uh, for my campaign, which is Farrell Blair for School Board. And they can contact me there. They can go through and look. I've got some videos um, and a lot of platform points and discussions there. And then also ljlranch.com. Okay. Well, Farrell Blair, this has been a pleasure to talk to you. All right. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great day. Have a good day. Well, that was the interview. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you like what you heard, show your support with a $4 donation on www.patreon.com forward slash HayLagrange. Don't forget to follow on social media and leave us a comment and review on whatever podcast platform you listened on. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider sharing it with someone else you think will enjoy it as well. Email me your thoughts on today's show at earlgbarnett at gmail.com. Subscribe and like wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a comment for bonus points. Follow at Earl Barnett on Twitter, at Earl G. Barnett on Instagram. Follow the podcast at Hey LaGrange on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy your week, and remember that creativity takes courage. <laughs>